0: Thank you for listening to the Highlander Podcast, where we have conversations about the past, present, and future of the outdoor industry. Thanks to Utah State University's Outdoor Product Design and Development Program for making it possible and for training the future product leaders of the outdoor industry. Learn more about the program at opdd.usu.edu. The Highlander Podcast is sponsored by the Outdoor Recreation Archive. A collaboration between OPDD and USU Special Collections to preserve the history and print materials of the people, products, and brands of the outdoor industry. Follow the archive at Outdoor Rec Archive on Instagram. The Highlander podcast is sponsored by the Utah Outdoor Association, a business association focused on elevating Utah's outdoor industry through educational programming and events. Their membership consists of Utah's outdoor manufacturers, retailers, outfitters, and guides. Member benefits include networking opportunities, recruitment of talent, and brand promotion. More information about volunteering and membership is available at utahoutdoor.org. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be sharing recordings from our 2023 Outdoor History Summit. This week on the History of Gear, Clint Pumphrey, manuscript curator and one of the minds behind the Outdoor Recreation Archive at Utah State University, gives a report on the state of the archive for 2023 at this year's Outdoor History Summit.
1: Greetings from Outdoor Rec Archive HQ Um, and thanks everybody for being here. I'm the manuscript curator and and The program chair for Archives Outreach and Instruction at Utah State University Special Collections, and and Chase's uh, partner and uh, the and driving force, uh, the two of us being the driving force between behind the Outdoor Rec Archive. So I'm just going to share some things that we have uh, accomplished this year and uh, uh, spotlight a particular collection that I think you all will find uh, pretty interesting. Uh, Outdoor Recreation Archive this is the project we've been working on since 2018 um, and I think we've we've had we uh, were kind of getting to the point now five years in where we're really getting some uh, quite a bit of momentum and I'm going to share that with you today. Uh, this year's been a, a banner year as I was putting this report together I realized just how much we brought in this past year um, and that's thanks to a lot of you probably on this call and uh, and all of our donors. And, and so we really appreciate, uh, all of that. I'll be thanking a lot of people. And if I miss somebody, I'm sorry, I apologize, but uh, just know that we do appreciate you. Um, in all areas we've, we've uh, been building the collection pretty quickly. Uh, as you can see here, our catalog collection, which a lot of people uh, are familiar with, um, has grown uh, uh, 2,126 catalogs this year, which is about a 50% increase over last year. And a lot of that is thanks to some partnerships that uh, we've had with companies who've been willing to look through their files and find uh, extra copies of, uh, of catalogs that they're willing to share um, and, and let, allow us to make publicly available here uh, at Utah State. So some of these companies, I'll. I'll we particularly point out a solo, A Five Adventures, Black Diamond, Columbia Sportswear, Eastern Mountain Sports, Loa, Patagonia, REI, and Title Nine um, have all been very generous in, in donating their catalogs. You can see some of those represented here in the in the photos. And also, people who've just been around the industry and uh, for a long time uh, have have given us um, some great material. Bill Swan, uh, with who was with Ex officio for a long time. Um, uh, Ryan Overstake and Sarah Hage- Hageman, with, uh, who uh, have been working as consultants um, in the industry uh, and, and particularly closely with Cascade Designs, have, have given a lot of catalogs from uh, those companies. Um, Norman who has been around the ski industry for a while, uh, has given us many ski uh, brochures. Um, just kind of give you an idea between Norman and Ryan and Sarah, um, just alone, those were, uh, almost 600 new catalogs, uh, to the collection. So, uh, people got, ha- have a lot of things stashed, uh, in their basements and we're happy to, to take a look at those. Um, also Steve McDowell, who is with Walt Woolrich, um, uh, gave us some materials from that company. I also want to talk about our, our magazine collection, um, Uh, uh, This uh, number, uh, 1,554, is actually an undercount, I think, at this point, um, because of uh, Norman Hubberth. He also had quite a bit of uh, ski publications, including, I think, um, a publication that's really important for the mission of our our, our archive in documenting the outdoor industry, uh, the snow country business. Um, But also, you know, several other skiing uh, publications that I have listed here that uh, he was able to donate. So I I expect this number will grow quite a bit as we get those uh, get those cataloged. Um, Dave Iltis, uh, who's with Cycling Utah, gave us um, some uh, cycling publications and then a a donation that came actually several years ago uh, uh, from Karen Waring Sykes, who is a writer. Um, in the Pacific Northwest, um, she passed away, and her partner Robert Morthorst uh, donated her collection of material, which included a pretty com- pretty complete run of the Mountaineer um, and some other Pacific Northwest publications like Washington Trails, Signpost, and Pack and Paddle. Um, another project that I've been working on is um, building, uh, trying to build a complete set of Go Out magazine, the Japanese outdoor style magazine. Um, We've had a lot of interest uh, from uh, folks about uh, Japanese outdoor publications. And so this was one, I think, that's that's pretty popular. And we did some research and found that there weren't any other libraries, at least in the U.S., that were uh, collecting this publication. So it seemed like a good opportunity to bring in something that's not available elsewhere. And uh, we uh, have a fairly complete collection, still have a few gaps that we're working to fill. Um, but I think that's going to be a really great addition to the archive. Um, so as you can see, we're up, to uh, uh, over 6,500 magazines at this point, and, and this will just continue to grow, uh, exponentially, I think in the coming years. I also want to talk about our, uh, new collections of, uh, you know, in addition to the catalogs and magazines, we're also wanting to collect materials that are truly unique, like, uh, documents and photographs. AV materials that are one of a kind that um uh you know really capture uh the history of the industry um uh in a way that you know you don't always get from the the glossy publications like uh catalogs uh and some of those collections that we brought in today this list actually really surprised me when I started putting it together um a lot of people have um have been digging digging things out and sending them to us we we really appreciate it um Wave Products, uh, the pack company in in Utah, uh, sent some materials. Um, Larry Harrison sent some really interesting um, materials from uh, the California Backpacking Show, which was sort of the precursor to Outdoor Retailer. Um, uh, we have additional materials from uh, Ellen santa the uh, from uh, with Buttermilk Mountain Works. Um, Bruce Johnson, who's been studying history of gear for a long time. Um, uh, he has sent some additional papers of his, uh, his correspondence with industry pioneers and, um, some of the work that he's done. He, uh, he sent a, another collection of those, those materials. Um, Bill Edwards sent some early, early, early winters <laughs> materials. Um, Bob Woodward, the longtime outdoor industry journalist, uh, continues to send, um, photographs and documents from, from his time working in the the industry. Um, Dan Kastner, uh, who's with the North Face, um, John Middendorf, uh, who founded A5 Adventures, uh, had not only sent the catalogs, but he also sent um, his uh, climbing notebooks from uh, Zion National Park, uh, which are really interesting. These kind of, um, you know, hand-drawn maps of different walls and, um, in Zion from uh, the, the ni- uh, 1990s, really interesting to look through. Um, Bruce Hamilton, who was uh, with the North Face early on uh, as a tent designer, um, sent sketchbooks. Um, the Roadrunners Club of America continues to send um, their club organizational records, um, AV materials, uh, and uh, you know the, their publications. Mike Valvano, a longtime consultant in the outdoor industry, uh, sent us um, some product guides. And then finally we were able to purchase a collection of a small collection of materials about the Trapper Nelson, uh, backpack that goes back, you know, uh, over a hundred years. So, um, some really interesting materials, uh, we're working, you know, as quickly as we can to create descriptions for these materials and, um, uh, and so we hope to have a lot of those uh, uh, a lot of those materials up on our our website soon um, so that you can kind of see more in detail about what's what's in those records all right I just want to take the my last uh, fifteen minutes or so here um, to talk about uh, the uh, a collection that's kind of it's 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 been coming in for a while. It's still coming in, um, uh, you know, in batches here and there, um, the Jerry and Ann Cunningham papers. Um, Jerry, of course, was the founder of, uh, Jerry Mountaineering. Um, and, uh, we've been working with his son, Pete, uh, to bring, uh, bring in these, this collection, uh, into the outdoor recreation archive. It's actually one of my, uh, favorite, uh, uh, stories about, uh, picking up a donation. Um, I, I went home to, uh, Arkansas for, or in Louisiana for Christmas last year. And, um, Pete was down in Mississippi and we met in Vicksburg, uh, in a casino parking lot under a Mississippi river bridge, uh, to, to trade, hand off some of these materials. And so it was a really great, uh, uh, really, uh, you know, a great location. Um, Interesting location and, and great to see Pete, and pre- really appreciate um, him being willing to contribute these materials. Um, so, uh, Jerry and Anne Cunningham founded Jerry Mountaineering in 1945, uh, shortly after Jerry returned from service in the 10th Mountain Division. Um, the collection includes catalogs, correspondence, financial records, photographs, scrapbooks. Uh, that provide an important glimpse into the operations of a transitional outdoor brand and uh, the lives uh, of its founders. And I guess what I mean by transitional outdoor brand is I think Jerry, along with companies like Holubar, really bridged the the gap between the early companies hunting and fishing outfitters like Abercrombie and & Fitch and the modern companies, um, you know, big uh, uh, backpacking and, and outdoor companies we think of today, like Patagonia and, and North Face. And so um, I think, uh, you know, these materials are really important and that they provide a glimpse into that, uh, that interesting transitional period. And, you know, show the ways that, um, you know, the, the influence that, that the military has had on on the outdoor industry. So just to give you an idea of who Jerry was. Um, so this is a quote from an oral history that we have uh, in the, the collection and kind of explains why he got into to making outdoor gear. He said, well, God, when I got into Army, the Army ski troops, we had rucksacks that were miserable copies of uh, Bergens. So Bergens being, uh, the Nor- I think, Norwegian uh, brand. They missed the entire point of the Bergen's rucksack. They copied it in form, but the mechanics weren't right. And of course, the Bergen's was made only for light loads that you don't mind hanging on your backs. But we had 90 pounds in those stupid things. Sleeping bags that weighed 20 or 30 pounds, a stove that must have weighed five pounds or at least three times as much as Primus stove. Myself and a lot of the other guys who were in the early 10th Mountain Division who had been climbers and skiers were really pissed off at this junk we got. I know I used to develop techniques for avoiding field inspection because I would not take what we were required because I couldn't carry it, frankly. Uh, so it kind of gives you an idea of why he got into it and also, you know, his personality. I think that's a really, really great quote. Uh, apologies here for the the small uh, image and the, the reflections, but, uh, you know, this is a timeline Jerry put together that just kind of talks about some of the key uh, innovations and in, in, that that he made in Jerry Mountaineering of course company founded in 45 first catalog published in 46 um, you know he uh, he cl- he has many claims he claims to have uh, designed the first semicircular mountain tent uh, marketed the first and that was in uh, 1947 and 1951 marketed the first dehydrated prepackaged complete meals and um, Uh, he, uh, outfitted, uh, you know, a number of, of expeditions, um, in 1960, actually one of his, uh, notable inventions was the kitty carrier. So a backpack that you can carry children in, um, which I'll show you some images of here, here in a minute. Um, and just kind of an interesting point here to, to illustrate that transitional nature of, of the brand. Um, in 1961, he opened a San Francisco store uh, with, uh, Mary King from Abercrombie and Fitch. So, uh, again, showing that, that bridging that gap there. Um, he, uh, you know, 1966 claims to uh, design the first non-welded aluminum frame pack. Um, and, uh, in 1967, he actually, um, uh, reorganized the company into Colorado outdoor sports incorporated, um, with Dick Olson. Um, and then stayed on as vice president for a few years. And then in 71, um, sort of, uh, le- left the company and went on to pursue other things. He worked in energy in Arizona and then, uh, was actually, I think the principal of a school, uh, there. So, uh, kind of did a number of varied things. And then eventually he really got into sailing and did a lot of, um, sailing guides and, and a lot of, uh, books about sailing and things like that. So kind of a really interesting guy, a lot of, uh, innovations. Here's an example of one of the early catalogs from 1952, very uh, basic. Um, and here's some photographs of that kitty carrier, some of the patent drawings. Um, here's some some other uh, materials about the kitty carrier, uh, about them getting banned on, at Vail Ski Resorts over safety concerns, um, but also someone carrying a baby into a casino in one of the, the backpacks. So many uses, he was also a really big proponent of educating people about not, you know, not just making gear and selling it, but educating people about how to use it. So he would, um, publish these little pamphlets about how to keep warm, how to, you know, pack food, how to camp and leave no trace. And, um, and he also, uh, in addition to this, he he also did a video um, called The Wilderness Traveler in 1970. I wish I could play it here. I know video doesn't do great on Zoom, but um, some really, uh, you know, really kind of like, like in the genre of 70s Westerns, you know, like big landscape shots and soaring music and uh, a really great watch uh, for sure. Um. There's also this theme that ran through a lot of his writings uh, that uh, basically he felt like a lot of people didn't go camping because they thought it was um, miserable. (laughs) And so uh, I think there's another pamphlet he had called like how to go backpacking and enjoy it. And like this little paper that he wrote is called You Don't Have to Suffer, um, which I think is kind of an interesting take on, on getting outdoors. Looks like an article he wrote for Field and Stream. Here's some other just odds and ends from the collection, product tags and advertisements. Um, he retired in 1971, like I said, from Jerry. Um, he said, my immediate plans were retired retire to our home in the mountains. Um, however, I suspect my tolerance for retirement is roughly 22 days, three hours, and six and a half minutes. So I'll be making plans for the future before too long. And of course, he did go on to do uh, several other things. He was inducted in the Sporting Goods Industry Hall of Fame in 1973. I love how he drew himself into the bottom of the program here. Um, but with other other people like John Browning, uh, you know, Samuel Colt, Chuck Taylor, uh, some of those kind of guys that are, um, you know, Albert Spalding, very much known in, in sports. But, you know, I don't want to talk it's not all about Jerry either. Anne and, you know, was, uh, uh, an innovator and an advocate in her own right. Um, she has some materials in here about, um, anti-littering. Um, and there's this little plastic, uh, garbage bag, I guess, for your car that says you should blow your horn at people when they th- throw, trash out the window, uh, which, uh, yeah, I don't know how that would go, but, um, uh, you know, uh, uh has uh, another article of her being recognized for her work in, um, anti-litter uh, campaigns. And Anne also went with Jerry when they, they would test their gear out in the field. And so they would all, they would go and, um, uh, you know, this is uh, an expedition they did in, in Pakistan. Um, and some of the, um, Kind of uh, maps and plans for that. I like how their number one objective for the this expedition is enjoyment. <laughs> so some really fun little little tidbits in here. Um, other expeditions, this one to Granite Glacier in Canada. Um, this one to um, uh, the French generals also in Canada. And there's a picture of Jerry and Anne uh, summiting one of the mountains there and, and Jerry uh, packing uh, for the trip. So that's Jerry. Um, uh, I just, uh, w- um, wanted to share some things about, uh, about that collection. like, uh, we're still working to, to get it, uh, processed. Um, like I said, we expect more materials to come in, particularly photographs. So, um, uh, we'll hope to have an inventory up, um, on that, uh, hopefully early next year. Uh, so, uh, stay tuned on that. Just a few other things quickly to highlight, uh, before my time is up. Um, Chase does an excellent podcast, the Highlander podcast, which includes a history of gear, uh, series. Uh, this year I went back and just looked at who he's, who he's interviewed. Um, here's some of the people, uh, you can see, um, uh, Dick Tracy, the plastic buckle inventor, Bruce Johnson, who I mentioned before, talking about the history of UCO. um, Elizabeth Goodspeed the, with the Casual Archivist, um, David Mines, the tent designer at REI, um, our, our research fellows um, from 2022, uh, and as well as uh, Michael Levy at Summit Journal, and uh, Martin Keene, the founder of, of Keene Footwear. So um, really interesting podcast. Um, he's always adding new episodes. So check that out if you haven't already. We've also been able to promote the collection through exhibits. Um, We do spring and fall exhibits at Functional Fabric Fair in Portland. Um, We do a fall exhibit at Performance Days in Munich, Germany. And uh, when we're in Portland, we actually also have been able to tag on a trip to the Nike headquarters and and bring some of the materials there as well for for the design teams to come check out. we also did a uh, small exhibit about the history of outdoor gear at Outdoor Retailer in Salt Lake this past January. Um, our research fellowships, just a quick plug for them. Um, our 2023 Outdoor Recreation Archive fellows uh, are, are presenting today. So I'm not gonna um, uh, uh, give away anything from them, but um, just a, a shout out to Katie Hargrave and Mer- Meredith Lynn and Avery Truffleman um, for, uh, uh, for their work, uh, and, and for applying for the fellowship and coming making the trip to Logan. Uh, really excited to hear more about what they've been working on. Um, and this, these fellowships, um, were made possible by a general, a generous donation from Mark Gravel of Dirtbag Bar. So shout out to him. And then, uh, of course the deadline for our 2024 fellowship is quickly approaching. Um, so, uh, uh, if you want to check out our website, I think Chase will probably drop drop the link in the chat. Um, if you have a project that you're working on that you feel like could benefit from our collections, um, you know, it might be a good candidate for uh, applying for the archive or the fellowship fifteen hundred dollar grant for travel and lodging. Um, so, um, uh, so consider applying if you have a, a project that would that would that the criteria there. Uh, the deadline's December first, and um, this. Uh, uh uh these fellowship or this fellowship was made possible um through a generous donation from REI so uh big thanks to them finally the last thing I'll I'll do is just um uh call out our uh first ever uh outdoor recreation archive fellow the Karen Ulrich outdoor uh recreation archive fellowship uh which uh was awarded this year to um Lincoln Johnson. So Lincoln um, is uh, current. Uh, uh, current. The idea is that we we hire a student from the Outdoor Product Design and Development program to work in the in the archive. And so uh, Lincoln's a student in that program. He recently returned from an internship with LL Bean. Um, and again, another another shout out. Um, the fellowship was made possible through a generous gift from Russ Moorhead. Um, in honor of uh, Karen Ulrich, the namesake of Mother Karen's Ski Apparel, which is based in Salt Lake City. And uh, Mother Karen's is a brand that, that Russ has, has relaunched and is doing a great job with. So uh, big thanks to Russ on that. And Lincoln's great. He's, he's the guy who's, who's taken the, the, cattle, the new materials that we get in, organizing them, um, getting them in our catalog, uh, doing some content for our Instagram account, um, and so he's, he's, uh, been really great, um, uh, a really great addition to the team. And, uh, so we, um, are, are gonna keep him on, uh, through the spring and, uh, and just continue to do great work.
0: Thanks for listening to the Highlander podcast for more conversations with outdoor leaders, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, watch episodes on the outdoor product design and development YouTube channel or on opdd.usu.edu podcast. Follow along on Instagram at usuoutdoorproduct, Outdoor Product and let us know how you're enjoying the show.